0: Well, Jesus, we just thank You for Your Word to us, uh, for this place to gather with the saints and uh, receive from You that which You have for us this morning, God, and what we pray is that You would uh, break Your bread today and that You would minister it to us, God, exactly as You would uh, intend, Lord God, that You would open our ears and our hearts to receive these things exactly as You would save them, God, that... uh, uh, that we would receive them as you say them lord god and not as as our mind would interpret them not as our adversary would interpret them for us yeah but the, that we would receive these things exactly as as you would say them and that you would feed our souls with this word that you'd prepare it with the fire of the holy ghost and that you would uh, do in us exactly what you want or that you would take my thoughts today and, and make them your thoughts and uh that you would say in this place exactly what you want to say. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen. Go with me to first John four. How many of you know that when you start out in a, a relationship that's always uh or hopefully is really exciting and uh, for lack of a better word, ooey-gooey. And, you know, you're, you're texting them adorable emojis and leaving them little notes and things. And and uh, <clears throat> you go to the movies with her and you're thinking, you know, uh, you don't care what movie you see as long as you can sit next to her. And, uh, you know, fast forward like 20 years and you're thinking, I want to watch what I want to watch. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's like I don't want to see another Nicholas Sparks movie. I want to watch <laughs> *Lone Survivor*, you know. <laughs> but, um, so, so life does change, I guess. But, but you know, when you start out in a relationship, it's always there's always a sense of excitement and newness with it, and as it should be. Um, and I, uh, our society has taken that. Some of the, those first feelings that excitement to be that's what love is and uh, and th- that that's, that that's the whole of it and and it's not and so what happens then is um, people get they get bored with the relationship they feel like now things are they started to cool off a little bit um, maybe it's time to start looking for somebody else. And and it's a, a tragedy because they they they're just getting to the good part. You know, um, you know, Cynthia was trying to get used to drinking your coffee black. We buy really good coffee, so it's it's awesome if you drink it that way. He's like, I don't know, I'm just trying to push through this cup, you know? It's like I need to not have so much sugar, and I'm like, it's about to get so good. You just got to push through this. You know. You know um. And, um, you know, you guys all know us, and we've been married since the dawn of time. And, you know, those of you who have been around long enough to remember how ridiculously ooey gooey we were, and, you know, now not so much, you know, but that's not, you know, nobody, nobody looks at us and thinks, oh, they've got problems, and it's like, I hope they make it, and, you know, at least I wouldn't think so but uh no, the thing is is um, is we meet God, and you know typically I, I I'm not much of a believer in love at first sight i I'm a believer being smitten by someone's appearance, but um you can you know you you spend time with somebody and you get to know them you know and 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 the, and the church has done. Uh, has done people a great disservice by trying to drag them through the door and get them to sign on the dotted line. And uh, when that's – you you wouldn't want to uh, approach a relationship that way. Um, you know, in, in sales, they, they, they talk about trial closes where you ask them these questions. You try and get them to say yes uh, to things that, that any idiot is going to say yes to. And they, like building all towards this, so, so you're going to do this, right? Because then they feel like a doofus telling you no. And uh, I'm not a big fan of that uh, approach uh, because people don't want to feel like you're forcing them to say yes. Uh, And relationship is like that. That's why we don't uh, typically, anyway, uh, just grab some woman, throw her over our shoulder, and ride off into the sunset. Because what if she doesn't want to come with me? Think maybe maybe that's why I talked about uh, taking a year to cheer up your wife in the Old Testament. You know? Like take take some time off and convince her that this is going to be okay. You know she's still telling me after all these years like you still owe me your year of not working, and <laughs> cheering me up. So it's like well I'm working on it. Uh, you know, I worked it I worked from home for about seven or eight months and. Uh, uh, I mean, we like six or seven, and when we got an office, I was excited. Mike was excited. Cindy's like, "That's great!" Dang it! <laughs> like, you mean you're not gonna be here in the morning? No, no. Like, you're not gonna be here at lunchtime? No. Dang it! So, um, so there's not this ooey gooey thing, but you know, she wants me around, right? So, so what happens is we um you know we we spend some time around the Lord, we spend some time in church, and over time um, then we we come to uh know him a little bit more and and then before we know it, we find ourselves having fallen head over heels in love with him, and we're not sure what you know how that happened, you know. The first time I ever came to church was the first time I'd ever came to church, period. First time I ever came here. And, uh, I mean, I just met God and found out that he was real, found out that he loved me. And that was that for me. Uh, you know, Mike came to church. Like, that was pretty cool. And he came again. And then he came again. And eventually he eventually he realized he was coming to church because of Jesus and not the pretty girl that brought him. And so... You know there's we we like to make formulas and cram things into this you know no all be all type of, of thing that this is how this works and there's no other way this works and there are things where we you know you can't compromise on those obviously you know you have to come to repentance you have to come to surrender you have to come to rebirth you know I, i'm not arguing that point at all but we have to understand that it's it's a relationship, and everybody, you know, everybody here, it's like it's like pushing a button. It's a relationship, not a religion. You know, we all get that, but, um, they, you know, relationships are kind of organic. You know, it's like I, uh, I got to know Bobby and Lori, and was really good friends with them, and I'd rather be at their house than at my parents' house, so I started sleeping on their couch, and uh. uh Cynthia came up to uh, spend the summer with them to get away from Center Hell I mean, Centerville, and um, <laughs> the Mings are laughing awfully loud today. Um, and uh, and so, you know, and I'd seen her around, of course. And then there just came this: Wow, she's really cute, you know, and she's really fun. And now I just wish I could talk to her because I'm terrified of her. And um, you know, but. Um you know uh relationships are a lot different than that whole arranged marriage thing, you know, and n- nobody wants an arranged marriage, and don't you all breathe a sigh of relief we don't do that in our society yeah. it's like, <sighs> <sighs> so so the question is then is is as time goes on, you know we it's like we throw our our throw all of our chips in the pile and we we We've cast our lot in with the Lord, and we, we want to go that direction. And and we love Him certainly, but that sense of um, excitement is maybe not as intense as it once was. That that new feeling begins to wear off, uh, and then we start thinking, okay, so what's the matter with me then? What what happened? What did I do? And uh, and the the question becomes, okay, so. I have this spiritual man inside, but I'm also this outside man. I'm also flesh and blood. How do I, how do I love this spirit, God, that I can only sort of understand? Because you know, he's, you know, he 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 put himself in this package that we could see and and relate to and understand. Because, um, you know. When when John saw Jesus on the Isle of Patmos in his you know his revealed glory you know he he uh, fell on his face like a dead man but when he when he had walked with him those three and a half years in Israel he was comfortable with him you know and so so God approaches us in a way that we can identify with and understand um, um, but but we we come into this place it's like well you know I don't know. If I really love God or or if, you know, I I don't know if everything is working out like it should. And part of the problem is is there's no dipstick that you can just pull out and, and it's got, you know, the little hash marks on it. It's like, you know, it's like add love over um, on this end. And it's like, you know, if you've got too much love over here, then, you know, you want somewhere in between. It's like, oh, I'm a court low. I need some more love. There's not really... It's not really quite that simple, you know. And some people are really analytical, and they want things like nice and tidy and straightforward. It's like, give me the numbers, you know. Don't don't give me these soft, nebulous, touchy-feely things. But uh, you know, the reality is that life is not always so cut and dried, so black and white. Um, but um, you know, God gives us some. Uh, insight in His Word about how we love, and and about how we love Him. Uh, so in First John four, um, in chapter in verse seven, you know, and you guys are all familiar with this. He says, "Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loves is born of God and knows God." So, you know, so He's already talking about He mentioned love three times in that verse. You know, and and he and he talks about it in the sense of loving one another. And um let me back up a little bit. I wanted to preface uh reading this passage with Jesus saying that uh if you love me, keep my commandments. Right. And so there's this sense of uh obedience that, that comes with love. That's uh that's an important thing. Um you know, I've been to a lot of weddings, and, and I like how, you know, a lot of times, you know, like when you see the weddings on TV, you never hear them say, you know, love, cherish, and obey. You know, I've been to lots of weddings where, where the bride says that. And, uh, and I like it. I mean, you know, it's like Sarah called Abraham Lord, right? So, um, no, but I, I don't run my house that way, obviously, but. Uh, but you know the thing is 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 you know it's a, that's a that obedience in love is a two way street right. you know, and so there there's this sense of well, I really don't want to do this necessarily, but it matters to them, so what's exactly. you know that that would be something that's doable um, and so it works both ways, and it's not necessarily a Tit for tat, keeping score. It's like, well, you know, it's like you, you, you owe me several things of obedience because I I'm I'm kinda up here and you're down here now. You know, we don't you know, relationships that are like that don't don't last. Um they need they need some serious fixing. But but he talks in here about love as um you know, love coming from God. And and he and he even says here in verse seven that he that loves is born of God knows God. So, um, and another important distinction here is that this word love is the word agape, the the, the love that um, is a selfless type of love that that um, is focused on giving the the object of its love the thing that it needs, um, maybe not necessarily what it wants but what it needs. And um, you know English is a, is such a limited language when it comes to these kinds of subjects. Um, and and I like how you know if you've never read the C.S. Lewis's The Four Loves, it's it's a really um, insightful book, and and it's really interesting to look at those those words and see how they pop up throughout the the Bible, and and it kind of changes your understanding of, of some of the things that he says. Because love in English is a very encompassing word. It's like, I love my wife. I love pizza. You know, it's like, I love Marcus Miller. It could be, you know, whatever. And they're not all the same kind of thing. And, and, and everybody understands that contextually. But it's, that's not, uh, they're not at all the same kind of word. So so this love that he's talking about is this, this agape kind of love, the, the love that God has for us. So when we have that kind of love in us, he says that, that, he's, that we're born of God and we know God. He that loves not knows not God, for God is love. And in this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us, and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins so so he says that God is love. everybody knows that. see it on like a coffee mug somewhere but uh um it it's kind of one of those things that you you kind of you know it and you've heard it, and it kind of become ceases to lose its meaning because you've heard it so many times. Or you think about it in, in terms of what we mean in English when we say we love something, um, but to you know, for God to describe Himself as love—that that, that that the very essence of His being—that that's what He is—is uh, is different than how we typically think about Him, and how we see Him, and how we think of His character. Because if that's the very basis of his character then uh then he must not be this vengeful cosmic policeman that's just waiting for a chance to pull you over and give you a big fat ticket it's and so um you know and you know love is a complicated thing you know we're all familiar with tough love tough love's a great thing it's no fun but it's, it's beneficial to everyone, and that's a, certainly a part of the love that God is. Because we all understand that not letting us go our own way and do our own thing is, is the love of God, and that it's a, that's something that's beneficial to us. But, it's easy for us to think of God as being more like we are. Thinking like we think. And, Fortunately for all of us, he does not. And so, so what we want then is, like Paul said in Philippians, is to, to let his mind be in us, that same mind that was in Christ, um, and letting him impart to us his nature and his thinking. Um, and so he says that, in this was manifested the love of God, in verse 9, toward us because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that he might that we might live through him. And here in his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. And uh and I like that because if if you doubt that God would love you, then he kind of settles the matter here. He's like, well, here here's how much I love you. It's like I I I I sent my son and and I, and I sacrificed him. You know, Paul said in Romans 8, he said that um, he that spared not his own son but gave him up for us all, how would he not also freely with him give us all things? So, so it's this, this demonstration of love that sometimes feels so, I don't know, like it feels like it was such a long time ago and I, I know that it happened and I know that it's real but it's, it's hard for me to really take it for what it really is and and God gets that he knows that in our society in in our age this to think of that kind of brutality is is something that's kind of coming back to us <laughs> that that those kinds of things happen no but he um but he he reminds us of these things, and he, and he's put it there for us to understand that uh, that this is the love that I have for you, and that um, and, and he and he said in in John 15 that uh, greater love has no man than this that he should lay down his life for his friends, and so so he's he's put in his word these things that that should tell us this is how much I love you, and. Uh, you know, he said in, in Corinthians that love never fails. And so so this is the, the love that he's talking about. And I like how he says in verse 10 that herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us. Yeah. So when somebody loves you, it's hard to turn that away. I mean, you, you can, but... Um, there's somebody about that if they love you and they just they won't be you know it's like you you clearly are not all that interested but that's okay cuz they love you anyway and they just kind of keep showing you this love it's really hard to continually resist that and uh uh you know um so there's something about having somebody that loves you. You know, I was young, was a teenager when Cynthia and I met, and um, you know, Mike and I kind of went on this like fact-finding mission because yeah, he had a, he had a good in talking to Cynthia's sister, and he wasn't afraid to talk to Cynthia, so that helped. Um, you know, and there was like these these things of like, well, you know, uh, he was like, so, you know, so Greg is rather smitten you know, with Cynthia. So, you know, what can you tell me about that? You know, and, you know, and uh, Amber, you know, Amber played her cards a little close to the chest, but, you know, she's like, well, she doesn't really talk much around him. So that's that's a good sign. So, and so, you know, this, this report filters back to me. And, and I thought, wow. She is pretty talkative with other people. (laughs) Maybe that doesn't mean she hates me. She likes me. So, um, but, you know, when you, there's this sense of relief that comes when you, if you love somebody or, or if you're infatuated with somebody in this particular instance, and you find out that they have this same feeling towards you. And it's like, oh my God. Okay. Because otherwise, you know, you're you're kind of clinching up for your heart smacking into a wall at a high rate of speed. But you know, knowing that they that they reciprocate this feeling is, is oh okay, good. And so God's saying, you know, it's like here's the thing. I I love you first. And uh no, I love you extra most bestest i mean you could just throw whatever you want at it that you know we, we have this great little book that i used to read to the kids when they were tiny um it was like guess how much i love you and it's like this this little rabbit and his dad rabbit and they're they're out like and he keeps doing all these things he's like i love you this much and i was like guess how much i love you i love you all the way to this and that and you know and and of course it gets to the old classic, you know, all the way to the, to the moon and back and everything. Um, you know, and it's great because like the, the little boy's like, you know, I, he's like, I, I love you all the way to the moon. And, uh, and rather than coming back at him with, well, I love, you know, it's like, I, I'll see you love me to the moon and I'll raise you this. Uh, he, he, he just kind of stops and he's like, wow, that's really far. And he, he talks the little guy in for for the night and. You know, he's snoozing away, and he smooches him on the forehead, and he's like, you know, I I love you all the way to the moon and back, but now he can't argue with him because he's already, you know, asleep, you know, and, you know, so, you know, and and parents love that stuff, you know, if you've got little kids, and it's just like, like, I know I love you more, no, I love you more, it's like, I loved you first, and I mean, you know, you can can have all, all kinds of fun with that, but... You know, but the the thing is, is God saying, you know, I, I loved you first and, and I chose you to myself. So he says, beloved, if, well, and he said that he sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. And of course, that's what we were, he was just, he's kind of elaborating on what he said there in verse nine about, well, this is my, this would be my proof of how much I loved you. And I love this word propitiation because we don't use that word at all in modern English. Um, you know, and it, and it means like an atonement. But but this word specifically is um, uh, is a word that means the mercy seat, yeah. mm. so that that lid of the of the ark uh, in the in the, the holy place or in the most holy place. This is that same kind of word, and so so he is that that place of of mercy. And when you when you love somebody, it's typically not that hard to forgive them from something that that is maybe upsetting, you know. Right. Um, um, you know, Cynthia and I, I don't think we ever once had an argument when we were dating in about a year and a half. And it was just all just, you know, goo and rainbows and butterflies. And then we got married and it was like, it was like, I don't know, an MMA fight or something. And they fought like cats and dogs. And, uh, you know, I mean, it it's a big change. There's there's a a lot of stuff to get used to and then there's something about the baggage that we bring with us through life that once you once you get you know, you get married and you're living in the same house, you gotta unpack your bags. And so it's like, Ooh, I can't believe you had that in your suitcase. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah. Oh See, clearly Tom knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> So So that that happens, you know, but you know, at the end of the day there's this wow, I can't believe I was being such a butthead. And and then, you know, you apologize and it's like, Oh, I magnanimously forgive you, you know, and and we'll move on down the road and, and so it goes. So um, but he said, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. So, so he ties in this sense of you know it's like, well, how would I return that love to him for what he's done for me?" It's like, well you you would love one another like that." You know, and when you have a lot of kids, for example, more than one even, it's really frustrating when they fight and they and they treat each other bad and and you just want them to all get along and uh because you love them all, and so it's like they should all love each other. It's like and then, and so, at my house, we insist, in fact, that they love one another at least on the outside <laughs> it's, like, it's like I will beat love into you <laughs> yeah. but no, I you know these, there there is that that thing where we we train them to to at least be civil but um so, but he ties in this sense of loving one another with loving God. So he says, no man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, then God dwells in us and his love is perfected in us. So again, he's talking about loving other people because you can't see him. But you can see the people around you. You can see your brother at church. And, and, and we're all familiar with Matthew 25. Uh, about how we, we treat someone else is how we treat him. And so so we get that. And so he he brings this down to a level that we can get. And and you know, you ever have uh you know, you, you listen to some instructions about something that you really want to do and you're just not it it's it just seems kind of beyond your uh mental grasp you know i mean this kind of stuff happens to me all the time at work it's like i want to do this but i don't understand what you're saying you know and and it's great when somebody hands you something that's like well here do this little thing it's like start with this simple thing this is something that is something you can do you know i mean i don't know how many times god talks about these these things that he wants you to do in life and it's like I wish there was something physical that I could do that would show me that I'm getting this and that I'm moving the right direction. You know, it's like talk about you know, you talk about spiritual warfare or something and it's like you, you just wish that 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 the devil was standing in front of you and you could just jump on him and beat his face in, you know? And and you you can not physically, you know, but it would feel good if you could do it physically because you have that then you would feel like you were getting somewhere, and um, so so it's like, well, I I just I don't know how I'm doing with loving God because he's I can't see him and he's this spiritual being and I feel like this big slug and then I know his spirit's in me but I just I wish I could I had there's no dipstick I need a dipstick besides myself and and uh, so. And so he says here that that no man has seen God at any time, and if we love one another, then God dwells in us and his love is perfected in us. And so he says, Hereby we know that we dwell in him and he in us, because he's given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. And whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, then God dwells in him, and He in God. And we've known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love, and he that dwells in love dwells in God and God in him. So I like how he just he just ties it all together. He's like, You can't really separate God from this agape love from what it is, because that that's what he is. And and so he you know, he ties in this sense of how you're doing with loving other people with that love being in you and you being in it so he said herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is so are we in this world and when when you know that god loves you there there is a sense of boldness then that rises up in you when when you get this judgment that comes against you that's Uh, false you know and and that may not be precisely what he's talking about here but um, but what it makes me think of is how we have an adversary and he always wants to bring some kind of judgment to you some sort of accusation that's like well you didn't win you know you've messed this up you are a terrible person and you know you, you did some terrible thing and God's just waiting for you to figure out what it is um and and having this this love and knowing that God loves you it changes that sense of uh of how you deal with that sense of uh accusation so well uh when he decide when he says something to me about it then then I'll take it seriously but uh i i know this voice i know this feeling because it has no hope with it and, and it's this sense of accusation that that um, is that feels hopeless, you know. Because when when God wants to change things in your life, uh, you know, before you get to the the thing where He's talking really serious and and you're just kind of sitting there thinking, I'm just about to come apart at the seams because I want this fixed. Before you get to that point, God has already been talking to you about it, and because He loves you. He does those small things in your life. You know I, I don't wait until my kids are having some issue where I have to um, you know, really put the hammer down. I talk to them first. It's like, and, and I, give, I, I train them and I coach them and, and uh, encourage them, and eventually I begin to threaten them with you know the, these you know this behavior is not going to work well for you in life, and, and it's not acceptable. And and I I like it when it stops there, you know. That's that's what we want with you know the, those things. And that's and that's you know what the ministry does It's like, hey, this behavior is not good. This is not going to work for you. And um, and so we we want those things changed. And and that's all it really is. Uh, sometimes we get huffy about those things and think, well, fine. But when we understand that it's that God does those things because he loves us and he has these things to say to us because he loves us, uh, then we can have boldness when we have this accusation that comes against us of, of some bad thing. It's like, well, actually, you know, God loves me, so I'm really not so concerned that, about these things that you have to say. Uh, in fact, he says here, there is no fear in love in verse 18, but perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment. So, he that fears is not made perfect in love. So, uh, so it's like, what, what would I need to be afraid of? You know, whom shall I fear? You know, the Lord is my light and my salvation, who shall I fear? It's like, he, he loves me. And so, that, that is the, the central fact of my life, is he loves me. And so, he's, uh, what what I want then is to return that love to Him, and so He's giving me these things, these plain and simple things that, that lets you have some kind of indicator because He knows that you need something that you could do, um, and uh, and so He says, if you love Me, keep My commandments. It's not not such a hard thing, uh, you know. In fact, He He says they're not not grievous, they're not difficult they're not meant to ruin your life and and take all the fun out. They 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 safe they safeguard your fun from ruining someone else's life and and from ruining your own life in fact. And so um you know so those commandments really are uh about love. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and in fact, God um he, he bears his heart in these commandments because he starts out saying, I don't want you to have any other gods but me. It makes me jealous that you would love anyone else besides me. And, uh, if you've ever been jealous of someone's attention or their love, then, then you know that, uh, that's a very powerful emotion. And, uh, so, so he says that, you know so so he tells us that you know I love you and and here's some ways that you can show me love that uh that kind of give you this you know because what happens like I said is we we kind of lose that gooey gooey emotional type of thing that's going on uh and it's not that it's never there it's not that you've lost it forever um, you know every, every relationship has those those moments where. Uh, where things are more intense, um, and but but there's a maturity to love as you move on uh, in the relationship that that it's stable, and there's this this feeling of of comfort that comes with it because you know that it's stable, and uh, and a, as it should be, um, and so he wants us to understand that um, yes. You know, I, I love you. My love for you has not changed. You know, and here are some indicators for you that, that will prove to you, if I could say it that way, that these are some indicators that will prove to you that, that you're on the right track here uh, loving me. Do you love the people around you? Do you, do you treat them like you would treat me? And, uh, and you know, are are you obedient? Do you, do you obey the things that, that I have asked you to do? Uh, and And so those are fairly simple, straightforward things you know for those of us who like those black and white number analytical you know I do this, this is what happens type of of uh things these are great indicators for that so so he says that uh, we love him because he first loved us, you know like like he said earlier about um it's not that we loved him, but that he loved us. And so um, the, the love that we have for him even comes from him. And, and so he puts it in there, and, and it comes from this this spirit inside. And so he says, uh, he wraps up with this here in, in uh, verse 20. He says, if a man say, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he that loves not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he hasn't seen? And this commandment we have from him that he who loves God loves his brother also. So I like how God puts these commandments about loving him and, and, and loving other people there because um, uh, I remember Ron pointed out one time that he put this commandment uh, in the Old Testament even. In Deuteronomy he talks about in and, and Exodus, he's like, you know, you shall love the Lord your God. And the great thing about that is, is, is then he's telling you, this is what I want from you, is for you to love me. I'm not, you know, it's not a presumptuous thing for you to love me. This is what I'm after. And so, uh, we know that his word has creative power. And when we surrender to his will, when we, when we invite him in and ask him, hey, this is what your word says you are are wanting from me and and what I want is for you to get that in that return out of my life I want you to get that from me so I'm giving you permission to do what you need to do in me to make those things happen because I, I what I want is for my life to to be that that love That you're after i want you to reap from my life the satisfaction of the love that you're wanting and and to get some small return on the vast love that you poured out on me so jesus we just we thank you and praise you for your word god that uh that you your love toward us is such that you have pursued us and loved us with an everlasting love and drawn us uh with tenderness God, we we thank you for those things. We thank you for how um, you've given us these things to to point to God uh, in your Word to stand on that uh, that let us know uh, whether or not we love you. Because we have an adversary that would tell us that we don't, and we can look to these things in our life, and we can look to this this fear of you that that would keep us in in the obedience of of your Word to to stand. Uh, in, in Your love for us, God, to, to be settled, to be established and strengthened uh, on standing on Your Word, standing on Your love. God, God these things are not, it's not just our love that, that holds these things together. God, that would be pathetic indeed. God, but it's Your love that, that does these things. God, and You said that love never fails. God, and so the, the love that You have redeemed us with, the love that You have bought us with, the, the love that you carry us through life with is the love that never fails, and that's the love that you put in us, and that's the love that that has returned to you uh, through us. You know, we just we thank you for it, we praise you. I just pray that today you would accomplish in this place exactly what you want. Lord God. nothing more or less is, is what we're after Lord God because we've not come into this place simply because it's Sunday morning, but we've come because we have an expectation. Of getting something from you, and God today I just pray you know the need of every heart, and I pray that you would meet it uh God that you would bring that refreshing from on high, and that that every heart and every need in this place uh would be met by that uh, great meter of needs and God I just pray it in your righteous name, amen and amen amen.